0: And I started rowing again because the oars were still in place. And there was another raft behind us. And they pull into the you know paddle raft with um, six or eight guides and I forget. They pull in and um, into the same eddy. And they're like, God, that was phenomenal. Huge waves. That was as big as the Grand Canyon. And, yeah, we saw your tube up in the air, man. You looked like you came close to flipping. I said, yeah, we were, it was close. And my friend who's still spitting out the water goes, was not.
1: 25, Whitewater Rafting with Eric Bader. This is the Adventure Sports
0: Podcast, brought to you by 180TAC. Get out there and have some fun.
1: Welcome to the Adventure Sports Podcast. Our guest today is Eric Bader. Eric is a Coloradoan who started the Boulder Outdoor Center 35 years ago and continues to help adventure sports newcomers discover new passions. Eric's business offers a large range of activities, including backcountry skiing, glider soaring, snow kiting, snowmobiling, stand-up paddleboarding, and much more. But today, Eric is here to talk to us about whitewater rafting. Eric, welcome to the show.
0: Thank you, Travis.
1: So, Eric, can you take a few minutes and tell our listeners about yourself and your connection to that sport?
0: Yeah, I got to uh kayaking back in 1973, and then um, started running rivers back then, yeah, fell in love with running rivers, started doing some uh, commercial raft trips for several companies back in 77, and most of that was on the East Coast, and then came out here to Colorado in 79, and Of course, it was a great rafting, it was a great way to uh, spend the summer being a raft guide. So I did a little more of that until I started the Boulder Outdoor Center.
1: So, how do Eastern Rapids compare to Western Rapids? Is there a difference?
0: Actually, there is a different style to it. I really like the Western Whitewater, we tend to have bigger waves. Um, but the biggest thing that I really like about rafting here in Colorado is our rivers are actually safer. Uh, back east, they have what's called more pool drop and undercut rocks, which makes rafting or any river running a little more dangerous out east. Still fun, but a little more dangerous out east out here in Colorado. We have a few different dangers being big water, but for the most part, rafting is a lot safer.
1: That's interesting. So is that because the East Coast is predominantly rocky by comparison?
0: It has to do with the uh, riverbed structure, um, and we do have undercuts here. Which an undercut is where the water might go underneath a rock. So if you have a big boulder that falls off of a cliff and lands in the river, uh, generally speaking, you know the water will go around it. But sometimes there's holes, and it'll go under. And they've got a lot of that back east. Uh, but that'd be getting into some of the the geology, which is not my expertise.
1: Right. I understand. (laughs) Well, I grew up on the East Coast and I just, all I remember is uh, the darn rock walls everywhere and having to build the rock walls as a kid. So in my opinion, it was darn rocky. (laughs) (laughs) I just figured maybe that was a problem.
0: (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot of uh, rock rock wall building back East.
1: So why would you encourage people to try whitewater rafting for the first time?
0: Whitewater rafting offers so much to so many people from easy float trips where it's real relaxing desert trips working on your suntan to crazy white water um, and thrill seekers going over big drops uh, and everything in between uh, family trips Uh, I've got two great kids and a wife that we did family trips it was a family vacation and I can tell you there was really not much that was better than that when our family would go off on a raft trip you know doing multi-days camping on beaches Uh, it was a sport just is awesome it offers so much to so many
1: yeah that's a neat part about it being able to to go overnight and pull off onto the the sandy beach around the corner on the river and, and camp out there. And the next thing, all you have to do is clean up camp in the morning and hop back into that raft and keep going down river.
0: Yeah, I agree 100%. Even better is when we do layover days and you wouldn't, you'd just stay at that beach and you wouldn't have to break camp and go on side canyon hikes and go exploring and find Indian ruins or little tiny streams of waterfalls. Um, and the other thing, which is neat about rafting, is you can bring the kitchen sink, unlike backpacking. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's a good point. (laughs) Yeah, we used to do uh, canoe trips on the Saco River up in Maine. And it was, uh, you know, back then, of course, being a a bit younger, the the kitchen sink included a lot of beer and and coolers, but it was the same thing. You just float down the river all day and you get tired of floating and paddling. You just decide to peel off on one of those beaches that were abundant and set up camp. And it was great.
0: I agree with you on that one as well. And I actually, I've done the Saco as well, back when I was uh, a little younger and many years ago.
1: Hey, we may have passed each other on the, on the bend.
0: <laughs> Could be.
1: So how about a story of an amazing experience that got you hooked on whitewater rafting?
0: In the early days, it was I was a river runner, kayaker. And, you know, being young, uh, I needed a job. So the rafting paid a bit better because there was actually employment there. But what I really got me hooked on rafting was just the rivers go through some really neat areas. They're kind of like the arteries of, you know, arteries in our bodies. It's the, it's the arteries of the backcountry. Um, wildlife comes down to the river and drinks. And the, any rapids will might cover, or even floating, covers your noise or approach. So you can get really close to wildlife on the river. You get lots of birds. You know, like here in Colorado, it's kind of cool. We get monster blue herons to pelicans um, that come down to the river and uh, sometimes nest along the river. You get bears that you'll see as you're rafting down the river. It's just a that's what really got me hooked on the, the rafting was the ability to get into the backcountry, float a beautiful river, and just see some pristine backcountry um, where wildlife comes to yield.
1: Yeah, that's what's really neat about it, being able to get back in, in the areas where people no- normally don't travel. It's very much like uh, going back you know, on a train. You're traveling on a train. You get back in the areas that there's nothing back there except the train going through. And the same thing with these rivers. You just get to cut through awesome gorges and, and just take in the, the wildlife that way.
0: Exactly. I can tell you've been doing some river running in your past, Travis.
1: Uh, just a little bit, not a ton. I've done rafting up in Browns Canyon on the Arkansas river. And like I said, doing some of the, the canoeing back on the East coast, but I'd like to do some more of it. And I think you bring up the, the idea of taking the family out. My family has not been out and it's something I think I need to, to get them out to do. I think they would absolutely love it.
0: Oh, trust me. They do. You know, uh, kids love uh, raft trips and camping on the beach to them. It just doesn't get any better.
1: So, Tell us a little bit about the this setup. You know what? What is a day in the life of taking a raft trip? Somebody wanted to take it, and they're thinking, "Well, you know, the guy says it's great, but what does it really mean? What do, what's the day look like?"
0: Well, basically, there there's some critical items that you need to figure out about a raft trip. Um, first off, is you know how much experience you have. If it's a first, if it's the first time you're going on a raft trip then maybe the raft trip that goes over the waterfalls isn't the, the best choice. <laughs> you know, so pick a trip that's appropriate, you know, for what you're looking for. Do you want to do a raft trip where it's real relaxing and you're kicked back and working on that tan and, and enjoying the scenery? Do you want a little bit of white water? Um, you know, do you want... You know, are you a type A personality? So even though you haven't rafted before, you know, you really want to get some excitement in there, but not too crazy. Like you mentioned, Browns Canyon is a great first time raft trip for those that want some excitement. It's not too crazy, but still a lot of fun and very pretty.
1: So weather and snow runoff, especially in Colorado, can make a a big difference between how the rivers are running. I mean, you can have, I assume you can have an area that is a, you know, class two one day and, you know, another day later or a week later, it might actually be a, you know, class three or four.
0: Correct, Travis. As you well know, rivers will change uh, based on water levels. Uh, most of the time they get a little harder as the water levels get higher. Sometimes a few rivers actually get a little easier, but for the most part they get a little faster, a little harder. Um, We actually, you know, I'm a commercial outfitter. This is something I do. We rate the rivers. As you mentioned, you said class two, which is generally a good beginner water. Uh, Class three is intermediate. Class four is usually expert or pretty exciting. Uh, There's class five, which is real extreme. And then class six is the stuff
1: that you can just take pictures of. Class six is on YouTube, right?
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's the Kodak moment. Um, So we rate the river so that, again, people can get on the correct river for their temperament for the time of year. Colorado typically has high water, you know, right around the second week of June. So you can go in May and generally have normal flows that are very nice. And then, you know, if you do want the extra excitement, You know, you might want to look at June and then by July, the water levels have dropped off. The water's warmed up. So July, August is a great time to raft where um, the water levels are, again, have receded um, and rivers aren't, um, aren't real predictable at that time for the most part, unless we get some crazy rainstorm flood. Right. And then just, you know,
1: we stay away from it. Yeah, it gets a little too crazy. So the season, I was going to ask how long the season was. So it's essentially from May to August, May to September, something like that? It
0: depends a little bit on the rivers, but, you know, which rivers you choose. But um, May through September for sure. You know, we, you know, the Colorado River, you can raft year-round if you want to. But the commercial trips are May through September uh, for the most part. And, uh, and that's, again, if, if folks want to go on a raft trip, that's the advantage of the commercial trips that we have going on. People can, you know, we'll get people on the right trip for their temperament. And then you have professional guides. You can also rent the rafts, which we do if you've got experience. And you can then uh, do your family trips, for example, uh, privately. And, of course, people do buy their own gear and run rivers as well. So those are all options for rafting that you have available to you here in colorado
1: oh, very cool yeah i didn't i never thought much about renting the the raft um i guess that's because i don't do it a lot but that would make sense to me i wouldn't want to get into uh anything over my head with my family on board though um,
0: that that is wise <laughs>
1: <laughs> That not be a good idea i wouldn't live that one down The Boulder Outdoor Center wants to help you get outdoors and have some fun. With their adventures, lessons, guided trips, and gear, they make it super simple for you and your family to experience dozens of adventure sports. Located in Boulder, Colorado, the Boulder Outdoor Center offers adventures from ATV tours to hot air balloon or glider rides over the Rockies. Try your hand at stand-up paddleboarding, whitewater rafting, horseback riding, and much, much more. Visit the Boulder Outdoor Center on the web at www.boc123.com or give them a call at 303-444-8420. This episode of the Adventure Sports Podcast is brought to you by 180TAC.com. 180TAC manufactures premier backpacking and emergency products. Whether you need a backpacking stove for your week-long trek on the trail or an emergency stove for your bug-out bag, we have the tools you need. Visit www.180TAC.com. Hi, this is Tom Benson from Wild Play Element Parks. You're listening to the Adventure Sports Podcast. What would you say the best places you've rafted are?
0: Well, boy, you know... That's like blonde or brunette to me.
1: <laughs> um,
0: you know, here on the front range near, you know, the Denver Boulder area, we've got by Fort Collins, we've got the Cash La Poudre River, fondly known as the Poudre. That went wild and scenic. We were involved in helping that go wild and scenic back in the 80s, and is absolutely beautiful. What's wild and scenic? That's a designation for the river so that um, it prevents um, – it's got a lot of restrictions. It keeps the river – and that corridor pretty much the way it is now. In other words, you know, it, you won't have hotels being built up in a wild on a wild and scenic river. Um, OK, they're going to maintain it the way it is, the way it was back when it went wild and scenic back in the uh, mid 80s. Um, and it and it's a gorgeous, you know, it's a gorgeous river. And so it's going to stay that way. So 20 years from now, if you and I want to go raft that river, it's still going to be very pretty.
1: OK, uh, that makes sense.
0: Then you've got, you know, on the front range, going a little south, we got Clear Creek, which is, you know, just west of Denver. Really, again, very accessible. and has, that one's kind of neat because it's got some really fun rapids and a lot of mining history that went on by Idaho Springs. And then we kind of bounce up into the mountains, the Arkansas Valley, my goodness, it's got everything from easy river, you know, easy sections of that river, um, to thousand foot canyon walls in the Royal Gorge and some pretty heart pounding rapids going underneath uh, suspension bridges. So what's, we're blessed here in Colorado with just phenomenal rivers uh, with fantastic scenery and lots of variety.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, every time we go do, down through Buena Vista and see all the outfitters down there, there's, there's got to be a reason for it. They must have the, the most diversified uh, river runs down there just because of that.
0: Yeah, the Arkansas does offer quite, you know, a bit of diverse whitewater, as you just mentioned, which does make it very popular and it's pretty easy to get to. So here in Colorado, the western slope of Colorado, we've got the bigger rivers, which generally have bigger waves and are lots of fun. And a lot of multi-day trips can be had out there uh, because the rivers cut through some gorgeous canyons that generally that's the only way to go and see those is on multi-day trips because of the amount of distance that you go through away from roads and uh, any, you know, access points that people can have. So you get, um, again, class two, you know, the beginner desert trips, you know, to really exciting whitewater that's fun for the whole family or the thrill seeker or those that are just needing to completely
1: relax and leave the cell phone at home. That sounds great. It's a trip for everybody. Exactly. So, part of an adventure is when things don't quite go as planned. Any good stories about a time when things didn't go quite right and maybe some learning or lessons learned that uh, came out of them?
0: Well, with uh, 37 or 8 years of rafting, yeah, I've made a few mistakes over the years. (laughs) Um, One comes to mind. I uh, took our new guides and our experienced guides and went to raft a really different difficult section of the Colorado River called Gore Canyon. And um it was early season, so we didn't expect high water. The river gauge was out, so we didn't know what the flow was, and the regular put-in was too muddy to get to, so we put it on a flat section and didn't realize how high the water was. Well, we got in there and we realized the water was too high. But we Tried our best to, you know, raft as much of it as we could. And uh, one thing that was kind of funny, I had a cataract, which is two tubes and a rowing frame that goes across the center. And um, there's actually water down, the, you know, in, in the middle. And there was a raft guide, you know, another guy, one of my guides, and I was rowing. And we're going down through these rapids and uh, I'd hit this wave. And the raft was real light. And I'd hit this wave that was 15, 20 feet high and I was pushing as hard as I could to go forward. But what I found was I couldn't get over the darn thing. So I'd start surfing it um, just like us, you know, a surfer on a, you know, on an ocean wave, you know, with a surfboard. But I was doing it on the raft. And so I'd start surfing the wave because I couldn't get over it. And I'd surf around around it, basically. I'd go across it to where it was smaller and then manage to get over it. He turned around and said, will you quit that? <laughs> and I was like, okay, you know, I'm trying. And sure enough, man, the next wave we hit and we started surfing, but that time we didn't surf around it and then we flipped. And uh so the raft flipped and I'm rowing in the center. I've got a hole right in the middle of this raft, you know. And so I just ducked right through there and I come up on the top. He was on the front. He climbs up on top. And then we both, you know, grabbed a uh, piece of webbing designed for flipping the boat right side up. And the boat's light. So we flipped it right side up. And, um, Jump back in, and I started rowing again because the oars were still in place. He started, you know, he's off in the front paddling, and we drop into um, some flat water called an eddy behind a big rock. And there was another raft behind us, and they pull into the, you know, paddle raft with um, six or eight guides, and I forget. They pull in and um, into the same eddy, and they're like, God, that was phenomenal. Huge waves. That was as big as the grand Canyon. And yeah, we saw your tube up in the air, man. You looked like you came close to flipping. I said, yeah, we were, it was close. And my friend who's still spitting out the water goes, was not,
1: <laughs> <laughs> we flipped.
0: <laughs>
1: BS. Uh, so I was like, Oh
0: darn busted. But, That's uh, great. So anyhow, that was a mistake on running, you know, a river too high of water and, um, and too big, but we had a blast. We ended up um, actually tying the rafts to shore because this crazy wind came through and hiking out because it was just too high. I went in a few days later and, and finished the raft run because, as I mentioned, it was just too dangerous for the flows. Right. You got to know when to quit. Exactly. So, yeah, we quit well, before we got anyone hurt
1: yeah that's wise. It's gotta be difficult unless you really know the the river well It's gotta be difficult to know if high is good or bad. you know, like you said, you can have a high river that's actually flowing over a lot of the obstacles that would make it difficult um you know it's gotta it's got a good flow. You're going fast, but you might actually skip some of those. On the other hand, if you have a low river, you know you you expose a lot of those rocks and eddies that wouldn't normally be there in the high river. So I imagine a little bit of research on the the river you're heading for is probably a good idea, huh?
0: Absolutely. Um, in our website, which we where we book all these raft trips, I kind of set it up where if People want to, they can do the research. You know, there's the put in information there that we recommend the flows. You can look up flows. Um, so our website's actually an information service for all kinds of river running, whether you're running rivers and kayaks, rafts, stand up paddle boards, inflatable kayaks. Um, so our website kind of becomes an online guide, um, both to the river and to the commercial trips available.
1: Well, speaking of your website, so the website is for the Boulder Outdoor Center. It's boc 123com dot com. Um, go into a little bit of detail about the Boulder Outdoor Center, what you offer, and uh, just give our listeners a, a little taste of, of what's on service there.
0: Well, basically, our website is the portal uh, to the outdoors for... Like I said, as I mentioned earlier, from families to the adventure seekers to those people that want to learn new sports. Uh, we, I've basically added all kinds of sports to the website that we can book people on so they have one place to go to if they're coming to Colorado or if you have guests coming in from out of town and you want to go do something fun. You want to do a, tr- a horseback trail ride. You want to learn to kayak. Uh, you want to try the stand-up paddle boarding. Um, go on a raft trip. So, what we did was we created a website with where you can compare and look at all these things in one place. And if you like it, by all means, sign up. It's all right there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is looking at the site, and it's it's a uh, it's basically a bucket list of things to do while you're in Colorado. I mean, I, everything I. I look at here if I haven't already done, I want to do it. Um, it's just a matter of going in and checking off which ones you want to do and, and getting signed up. And you guys, you guys lead trips, but you also rent gear to make it happen for people that, that want to go off on their own. For obviously for certain certain trips, not all of them.
0: Correct. Yeah, for those people that have their, the skills, you know, they can rent the gear and run private trips. You know, if you fly in, it's kind of difficult to fly with a raft, for example. Um,
1: we can get you set up. Yep. Yeah, I imagine it's hard to pack the, uh, the glider on the plane to come out and soar over the Rockies as well. <laughs> I
0: haven't seen that one yet, but yeah, I would think so.
1: <laughs> Which is fantastic, I have to say. My wife, uh, a while back, I, I say a while, uh, too long ago uh had bought me a a glider ride for a birthday present i absolutely loved it It was one of the aerobatic glider rides we went up over the over the flat irons west of boulder and we were doing wingovers and loops and rolls and uh man it was such a fantastic ride i I would recommend that to anybody
0: well you're you're a great customer for that because i tell you the pilots that we have for the glider rides love to do acrobatics but, you know, they'll also deliver the very smooth ride as well. Just depends on you just need to communicate with your uh, pilot and, and they'll get you set up. And obviously you're got a little bit of that adventure seeking part of you in you, don't you?
1: Oh, no doubt. That's the whole point of the podcast. And I, the the downside of doing this podcast is I'm going to create a bucket list you know longer than I can ever outlive, <laughs> you know? So, but it's a good deal. It's a good thing. Well, that's
0: the fun of living here in Colorado is to go out and have fun and enjoy it. I mean, you're when you're doing those wingovers, I hope you got a chance to enjoy the view too.
1: Oh, absolutely. There's nothing like looking at the uh, the Rocky Mountains from upside down. <laughs> I'll do that any day. (laughs) I'll bet. (laughs) So for the adventure Sports Podcast listeners, we often try to get them a a little bit of a discount uh, to our guests' businesses. Is there anything you can offer?
0: On our raft trips, we offer 10% discount for online reservations through our website on pretty much every raftable river in Colorado and some in Utah. So um, we've got some great deals. If somebody's willing to do a little hunting and pecking on their keyboard to enter their name and address, uh, they can book a raft trip and save 10%.
1: All Right on. So just by booking online, you automatically get your, your 10%, right? Exactly. Excellent. Well, we appreciate that. Wild Playa Element Parks are where adults, teens, and kids can go for their adrenaline rush. With parks located in British Columbia and Alberta, Canada, your family can experience the excitement of a zipline, aerial adventure courses, and even bungee jumping at the Nanaimo, British Columbia location. Call 888-595-2251 and mention the Adventure Sports Podcast to get the Fearless Fans group rate. Again, that's 888-595-2251. You can also visit Wild Play on the web at www.wildplay.com. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the Adventure Sports Podcast. Will you help us spread the word about the show? First, tell your friends to give us a listen. You can also help us out by taking a minute and going into iTunes to subscribe, then rate, and leave us a review. Thanks for being a part of our show. Okay. How would you say that whitewater rafting is a benefit to society and, and others?
0: What's well, really neat about whitewater rafting, um, besides the things that I've already mentioned—the wildlife and getting in the outdoors—it um, is an eco-friendly kind of uh, way to get in the back in the back country. You know, we've got boat launches where you where, um, that are designed for uh, low-impact uh, access points. So you get on your raft uh, at a boat launch, which is designed for it. You float down the river. You don't even leave tracks or create a trail, um, which is really neat. Um, and then you get, you get a, we get a chance to really expose people to the outdoors, like I mentioned, kids, um, possibly people with disabilities, um, people who have never been in the, the backcountry and don't know how to get there. You know, we can get them on those trips, you know, right out of the gate uh, and get them to expose them to the backcountry and the beauty of Colorado uh, that, you know, I think I can say that you and I both enjoy this great state is because of all the backcountry that uh, in the woods and the canyon walls and the cliffs and the wildlife um, is just fantastic here in Colorado. And rafting is just such an easy way to get people out there to enjoy it without any special skills. You know, you don't have to train for it. You don't have to take lessons. We can get you out there tomorrow.
1: Yeah, that's great. Well, a nice thing about rafting, I can see too, is that uh, tablets will get waterlogged.
0: <laughs> yes, indeed.
1: Force the kids to leave the tablets in the car. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> Cell phones, tablets, just leave them in the car. If you've got a disposable waterproof camera, I definitely recommend that one.
1: There you go. Yeah, that's, uh, it's such a great way to do it. The, uh, you get out here on a hot day. And of course, up in the, if you're up in the mountains, it's not too hot, but hot day, you got nice cool water splashing over you. Like you said, you can take, you know, any, any level of trip you want to experience that, but just tailor your raft trip to, to you and your family and what you want to do and, and just go have a ball. All right. How about a funny story? Um, <laughs> adventures often end up, uh, they can end up badly, but they often end up, you know, with a good story behind them. So I'm sure after 37 years, you have a, a few that you could go over.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm sure I've got quite a few stories, uh, squirreled away. One that came to mind and I probably shouldn't share this because somebody will call me and, and totally get me on this one.
1: Well, that's the best story then. Uh, oh,
0: great. I can see where am going to go. I'm going to regret this, but, um, I'm a very literal person. So, uh. In a nutshell, somebody called me up for a raft trip um, and they start off with, so do you take chickens down the river? Mm. And, you know, and I'm thinking these white, fluffy birds. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, why, why wouldn't you picture chickens in a raft? <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs> it's like, well, I, we could probably put a lot of chickens on a raft. But why would you take, you know, chickens down the raft? And of course, I finally figured it out that, you know, it's like, well, you know, people that are nervous about rafting. But it was really it was really funny. This person was like, what are you talking about? You know, birds.
1: That's funny. I'm picturing some third world country where the chickens are riding on the buses with them and they uh, they wanted to bring their chickens with them on a raft trip.
0: Things like that do occur. You know, people do use rivers for transportation. Actually, I'll, I will finish with third world country ones real quick. It's it's kind of funny also. Um, I did a little guiding, you know, went on some trips to Sobek um, in Indonesia. And when you raft down the rivers there, you got these big iguanas. Now, iguanas do not eat meat. You know, but they grow to be two, three feet long. And they're on these tree branches. But for some reason, when you raft underneath them, They panic and they fall off the branch (laughs) and they, a lot of times they land in the raft. And what happens with these commercial trips is, you know, all the guests look at this two, three foot long lizard and they're like, oh my gosh, it's going to bite me and run away from it. And they all go down to one end of the raft away from the iguana and sometimes they'll flip the raft. (laughs)
1: I'll bet. The iguana, iguana goes flying. Exactly. And they all
0: end up swimming in the water with the iguana, which to me is probably worse. But hey, it's kind of funny that these iguanas will fall out of trees into a raft when you raft underneath them. So, what the point of that whole thing is just, you know, there's just so many different aspects to rafting. It's just a great thing to do on on so many fronts. It's just so much fun.
1: You make it sound so good. Iguana go to another one.
0: <laughs> I like it. That'll be our new tagline. <laughs>
1: Right on. All right. Well, we didn't address the the chicken rate on your your website, but maybe we'll get a few calls about that Uh, and what your your chicken discount is.
0: I'll work on
1: that. All right, Eric. Well, thanks so much for spending some time with us today and talking about whitewater rafting. I hope we've uh, encouraged some folks to swing by the www.boc123.com and check out your rafting trips as well as all of your other activities. And we'll get that information on the show notes for the podcast and make sure they have what they need to contact you.
0: Excellent. Thank you so much, Travis.
1: All right. I appreciate it. Have a good one.
0: You week. too. Would you like to be a guest on our show? Just go to adventuresportspodcast.com and click Contact Us.